Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Howdy there, partner. <laughs> Have you gone full cowgirl? Yes, because I figure that's the only way I'm going to find my cowboy. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, my eyes were Roman. So I lived through it. I'm dying to talk to you about this. I decided for whatever reason I wanted to take a horseback riding lesson because I used to love to go horseback riding when I was in high school. And I want to do that again, but I have arthritis all over me. So it was kind of scary. But there was just me and one other girl that was probably 14 in the class. She was super shy and quiet. The instructor was great. The horse was huge. Horses usually are huge. No, this was exceptionally used. So they measure horses by hands. Yes. Number of hands. This horse was 16 and a half hands. That is pretty big. Yes. It was huge. But in fact, when the girl and I were standing there and the instructor was talking to us, I thought, please don't let that gigantic horse be mine. You're going to let the 14-year-old take it? She's more flexible than me, honey. I'm (laughs) breakable. (laughs) So yeah, so uh, it was interesting and had to wear a helmet and, you know, I was nervous, but it was okay. We had to, this was interesting because I've never had to actually brush a horse and help get the saddle on and stuff. So the whole time I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing? But I did it. She had to help me get my foot out of the stirrup because I couldn't do it. She didn't have one of those little boxes or something next to the horse to well help you get down. Funny you say that because I said to her, uh, what do you mean swing my leg over and slide down? We're not going back over to the little box thing? Yeah. She goes, no, actually, that will make you lose your balance more and you'll fall. Huh, we interesting. Use, we use one to get up get up how do cowboys get onto horses in the wild if you need a box to get up on well cowboys have those long manly legs oh man little lady yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was hilarious so the girl that was riding her family took pictures of me because i didn't have anyone even though i asked you to come cheer me on oh jesus okay (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> they took some pictures and then got to see tomorrow how sore I am to see if I'm going to go back. But, you know, it's another expensive hobby and I don't know if I can do that. And the worst part, the really the worst part, she, well, she says to me, what do you think the horse, because we were riding, she goes, what's the best thing your horses did in the thing? And I go, not kill me, you know, not. Yeah, let, that's pretty good. Not let me fall off. 
And she started laughing and she said, well, what do you think your best thing was? I go, not falling off. I go, I think it was a team effort here. Yes. <laughs> you and the horse were one with each other. We were. Well, that's what she said. You need to find your Zen. Mm -hmm. And she did have to remind me to breathe a couple of times, but it was okay. And then the actually the worst part was trying to drive out of there. I went all the the wrong way. I was afraid I almost turned on a trail. I ended up at their private houses that are scattered all of the property i finally found cowboy that was on the property i'm like oh, excuse me sir would you <laughs> mind stepping up to my car for a moment <laughs> get in the trunk yeah <laughs> and i said i'm sorry but could you explain to me how to get the hell out of here he goes well <laughs> where are you coming from and i go horse riding lessons 101 sir and he, you're like i know how to ride a cowboy just fine yeah this is a whole nother story yes. let me show you my skills my mad skills <laughs> <laughs> so he was kind enough just like i knew he would be to point me in the right direction i finally got out of there okay yes obviously since you've made it home i made it home but oh my god i'm tired and i don't know why i'm tired because the horse did most of the i think the tensing of your just being tense well you were so nervous to go that you were probably a ball of stress and adrenaline and now your body is releasing all of that yeah but you have to when you're on the horse i thought angel was big i, I came home and i said to angel jesus christ you're so tiny i had no idea how small you were angel <laughs> she's not small for a dog but she's not a horse oh my god but people call her a cow or a horse or whatever i'm like you're nothing or a hippopotamus a like hippo, I do. yeah oh well, let me i know we have to get going but belated happy anniversary happy 16 years of marital bliss yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> Did you have a good time? And did you tell those people that's where you had your rehearsal dinner when you went to eat there? I did not tell them, but I did have a good time. Why would you was... tell them? It's so romantic. Oh, it doesn't. I don't care about that. I don't want to make a fuss with the wait staff. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's fine. The place was inundated with high school graduates. Oh, it, there was so many people with caps and gown. It was actually really cute to see because it's that time of year. Yeah, that is cute. So there was a bunch of people either just around and about taking photos outside with the, you know, gorgeous background. Yeah. And then there was some people, you know, inside that were having their celebration dinner. So that was nice. And then after dinner, got to do some shopping, which is always nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw your after booty that you got. Good haul there. Good God. Well, I couldn't decide. So we went to the outlet malls and I was looking at two different purse places. And I went to Coach first and I was like, oh, there's one there that I really like. Then I'm like, but let me go to Kate Spade because I also really like Kate Spade. Mm -hmm. So I went to Kate Spade and while we're in Kate Spade, I'm like, obviously cannot decide between the two purses and my husband's like well do you want to get both and I'm like no I don't want to get both even though they were having a really good sale and it's the outlets uh -huh. so it's usually you know it's cheaper than going directly to a normal mall right so then I'm like hemming and hawing and I'm like okay I'm only gonna get both if we agree that one of these bags is my birthday present which my birthday's in two months each purse that I got is a pride purse because it's pride month oh right Yes, I love that. 
I love the coach bag. I'm using that one today. I use it at all the stores I went to. <laughs> That's another reason. I was like, let me just get both right now because it is a special yeah, okay. pride yes. collection. I don't know if they'll have them past June. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was pretty nice. That was fun. You're really good because I w- as soon as he said, can I have both? He wouldn't have even said it that far. He wouldn't have gotten that far. I'd be all, can't I get both? Don't you love me? 16 years <laughs> of my life and two children. One for each child I've given you. No, I... I don't know. I can't do that. You know, it's, it's funny too, because actually the coach purse ended up being cheaper than the Kate Spade bag I got. I'm not sure how that happened, but Mm. purses are a weakness of mine. I will. Yeah, they are. But you know, if you get them at the outlet and it's one of them was like 70% off. So it was still kind of expensive, but still I could justify anything. Well, I can too, but you're (laughs) you're talking to a woman who goes to Target for her purses and $30 is like my cutoff point. That one, that one purse I got for my birthday, that was a huge splurge for me. I will do splurges for purses, but then I'll be cheap about other things. Like I'll buy my clothes at Target and JCPenney. So, and my shoes, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll pinch my pennies and I'll be like, you know what I need? A horseback riding lesson. (laughs) That's fine though. The experience and the memory is better than, you know, some purse that, whoops, will sit in the closet for months when I'm not using it. Yeah, but what if I sign up for classes now? What if you sign up for what? Classes. I know, but still, at least it's something fun to do. Right, exactly. And uh, you going to the restaurant with all those high schoolers, now you know what my entire life has been like because... For my birthday, which is in May, every time I went out to dinner for my birthday, it was freaking uh, senior prom night and all the high schoolers in their prom dresses every goddamn time. It was awful. This is part two of Dragon's Baby by Miranda Martin. And so when we had done part one, we ended at chapter 17. So now we're going to pick up at chapter 18 and go until the end. Yay. So (laughs) yes, yay. Chapter 18 is in Callista's point of view. It's the day after. After their very interesting sexcapades Mm -hmm. and her and Layden are continuing on their journey to his city and they finally make it there. Yay. Yay. Hurrah. Yes. Layden's city looks like an earth city, but it has some damage and obvious time decay happened to Mm -hmm. it. Callista gets really emotional over the loss that he has obviously suffered and they eventually can continue on into the heart of the city. They end up entering a building and in that building, there appears to be some sort of video technology and that technology displays holographic images. Uh, Once Callista enters a booth, the images are no longer holographs, but they're now projecting directly onto her retinas. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. It -hmm. is. So it's kind of showing her an overview of what life was like on the planet up to and including what Layden refers to as the devastation. Right. We finally get some little info on that. So we finally find out what happened to the city and the devastation. While she's watching the video, she has some sort of odd feelings happening to like her head and her body. And she starts to understand a little bit more of the language and what's happening. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of interesting. So we find out that the devastation was actually a war that happened over Epis. She ends up asking Layden if anyone else survived the war. And he says, not many. And there's only males like him. No females survive. Why is that always the case? these books i'm reading another book right now and it's the same thing the women became 
it was sterile during the war. It's not clear. It never gets explained why all of the women died mm-hmm. and why only some of his species males survived. Mm-hmm. That's not cleared up at all. I'm not sure, but I did like the explanation they gave for the devastation and what happened with the war. That was pretty good. Yeah, and it kind of reminds but- her of the destruction of earth yes pretty typical people fighting over something just like any other war fighting over something that one person has the other person wants right but what i didn't understand is why didn't those people that they were fighting with because it was an interstellar people that would come to purchase this epis but only his people were the ones that would go in and harvest it but i didn't understand why didn't the other people come back and take the epis since his race was almost destroyed i think that they were just so mad that the people on laden's planet had control of the flow of epis Uh that they were like i'm gonna burn this bridge and everything on it were so mad i guess but then at the same time i don't understand how these people could come in spaceships and pick up epis and take it off the planet but then later in the yeah. book he says that the humans have to be at the source right. of the epis plant in order to consume it so this is one of the inconsistencies yeah. that happens in this book that's not cleared up and there was the other thing too what the heck was i gonna say i don't remember i'll think of it later while we're talking okay so go ahead so let's see it turns out that laden was part of the unions on this home planet that was part of the rebellion and he feels responsible for the destruction of his race and the planet yeah that was that was interesting too they're part of a union like okay so Yeah, they were, they had ports, they had cities. When she's walking through the city to get to this building, she sees like a statue of one of the, one of the, um, I totally can't think of what his race is called. Zelm? I can't think of it now. I'm totally drawing a blank. Yeah, I am too. I had a lot of questions about this book, so it's totally understandable. (laughs) But... Just like how the humans on this planet need Epis to adapt to the environment, maybe the other aliens on their planets needed the Epis. I don't know. We can't think too much into it because it won't. we won't ever make sense of it. So Callista starts crying again over Layden's loss as well as hers because she feels like she's had a similar loss with whatever has happened on Earth plus with her spaceship that she was on getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. He ends up taking one of her tears off of her cheek and tasting Mm -hmm. it. And he asks her why she's being wasteful of her moisture. That was actually pretty funny. And then she had to explain to him what tears were. Layden also explains that his family died and that his father told him not to join the rebellion. Of course, he didn't listen to that, as we all know. They go from wherever that video location is to Layden's apartment. He ends up cooking them some food and they rest. The next morning, Layden gets up and he decides that now is the time to go and get her the Epis. But he wants to take her with him on the journey because he says it is more potent at the source. And also because he just doesn't want to leave her alone in case something happens to her. Because God knows what she's, she's gotten in so much trouble in the past. (laughs) Yeah. So they arrive at a chamber or like a cavern cave thing that contains all of the Epis and they make their way inside. When they get inside, Callista says that it looks like seaweed from earth, even though it's growing from the ceilings of the cave downward. Oh, you forgot to mention that they have to go buy these bat-like creatures 
before they get to the cavern with the Epis and they have to be really, really quiet so these bat things don't fly down and kill them. I couldn't go two pages in this book without having another creature that they were up against. So I just had to stop pointing it out. <laughs> yeah, nobody, why anyone would want to live on this planet is beyond me, but go ahead. I think the first 20 chapters of this book was nothing but creature uh, destruction and fighting on Layden's behalf. Yeah, poor Layden. I'd send that woman back. If he must be exhausted. <laughs> Yes. Isn't he sure he'd rather be yes. alone at this point? <laughs> Being alone isn't so bad. Speaking of creatures, yeah. they're finally where the Epis is. He cuts some of it off and a freaking Zelmja appears in the cave. That's that sandworm thing, mm, right? Yes. He has to fight that fucking thing off like everything right. else. He's This poor guy is always fighting something. And apparently these sandworms can spit acid. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So he gets kind of banged up, but he does defeat the creature, of course. Of course. And she rewards him with a kiss. Oh, dang. That's um, so worth they... it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Get on your knees. I, maybe a blowjob, but a kiss? Jeez. I agree. Okay. So they finish kissing, and Layden makes sure that she eats the epis. She says it tastes spicy, like dirty curry. Mm -hmm. Sounds horrible. Yes, doesn't it? But she does feel instantly better and tries to explain to him that she needs to share it with her friends. Layden explains to her that he can't transport it to them and that the people need to come to it. Yeah. Which is, okay, goes with the inconsistency of how could these people take it off planet, but the humans, he can't take it, oh, day's walk right. to the humans. Well, that was the other thing. It took them forever to get there and fight so many monsters. And I thought, how the hell is he going to get all these hundreds of people to all shut up so they don't alert the bad guys? And get them all to the cave. Well, okay, whatever. After she's eaten the epis and they're talking a little bit, she finally notices that one of his wings is broken and she ends up having to set multiple bones for him. That was a horrible scene I could have done without. So they end up camping for the night and Callista gives him a hand job. Uh, once that one is done, he then uses the second one because remember, it's like one for your money, two for the show. <laughs> So he uses the second one to actually fuck mm. her. Sometime after that, they get disturbed because there's a, one of the pirate aliens from the ship that crash landed ends up attacking them. Well, I think what happens is he is going to go get some food for them and he's hiding under the sand. And then he hears Callista screaming and he jumps yeah. up and runs uh -huh. back there and the stupid pirate alien it has a knife to her throat yes so now in chapter 21 he had to fight the zelmja now it's chapter 23 he has to fight the alien pirate i'm telling you every time you turn around there's some sort of monster fighting happening it was worse than a tarzan movie <laughs> he's fighting the elephant and he's fighting the, the gigantic snake and he's wrestling an alligator. Good God. I know. This poor yeah. guy. After all of this, they finally make it back to where her spaceship landed. But of course, the survivors aren't very welcoming to Layden or excited to see him. Most of the people refer to Layden as an it or a monster. Some of them even say kill it. Yeah, these people are such assholes. I would have, if I were her, I would have grabbed his hand, turned on my heels and said, fuck all of you and left. I agree. But for some yeah. reason, she keeps going with them and she's trying to. She's crying. He 
She's not a monster. Yeah, she starts trying to yell at them to listen, and they finally calm down enough that she's able to explain to Rosalind, and of course Gershom, because that guy will never disappear, yeah. about how Layden was helping her. Um, she explains, oh, Rosalind explains, excuse me, that almost 12 people have died since Callista disappeared, and that a few more are on the verge of death. They, in turn, explain to Rosalind about the city that Layden's from and about the Epis plant. Right. But it's at this point that Layden explains to Callista that Epis is highly addictive and that once you start taking it, you can never stop and that withdrawals are lethal. And you can't, which means she can't leave the planet. So yeah, he did not bother to tell her that. Okay, if the withdrawals are lethal, does that mean everybody that fought the war with them over the Epis is now dead? I don't because they're no longer getting the episode. This yeah. is one of the inconsistencies that doesn't make That's any sense. That's why I said, why didn't the people come back and take the Epis? Because they needed it, right? Uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah. And it shouldn't matter that she can't leave the planet because Rosalind has already explained to everybody that there is not yeah. going to be a rescue for them. Right. So staying on the planet should be fine. Anyways... Callista isn't super happy to find out that it's so addictive that the withdrawals are lethal, but she does come up with a temporary solution for all the other survivors to just have them eat the guster yes. meat because then they can get some of the healing benefits, but not have all of this addictive side effects that the Epis has. And of course, who has to go get that guster meat? Layden. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm a monster <laughs> and I'm in it and you want to kill me, but you want me to go feed you? Fuck all of you. I'm leaving. So Rosalind makes them swear to secrecy about the addictive nature of the Epis. They agree. Um, they also agree to help the survivors travel to the city so they could live there. I don't see why. Yeah. I would just take Jolie yes! and my other Thank couple you. of friends and say, screw the rest of you, stay in this shitty spaceship. But that's just yeah, me. Yeah, or I would have been mean enough to say, all of you can come, but we're not bringing, what's that guy's name? Gershom. If mm -hmm. we have to bring him, then we're not taking any of you. So you guys decide and let them all kill him. Yeah, that would make more sense to me, but... Maybe I'm just really petty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. It's survival time and you're a dick. We don't want dicks. Well, we want dicks, but we don't want asshole bosses telling us what to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Layden takes all of these people and they travel to the city. Mm -hmm. They end up traveling all the way to the city with all of these survivors and they're not attacked by one right? single monster. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. And... While I was glad I wasn't seeing any more monster fighting in the mm -hmm. book, it also didn't make sense to me. And to the point where I'm like, maybe Callista is the yes. problem. And maybe, it <laughs> maybe they also should have went and left Callista at the crash site. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, those scary earthworms didn't hear any of them making noise on the sand and come up and attack them. Nothing. Exactly. No magmums coming out of the freaking trees. Nothing. They make it all the way to his city without any incidences. Yep. At some point, once they've kind of completed their journey, I guess, Layden goes to hunt for that guster meat that he that Callista wants to feed to the other survivors. But on his way back from his hunting trip, he sees Callista in a group of people with Gershom harassing slash looks like he's harming yep. her. So, of course, he loses his shit. He goes to attack Gershom. And makes Gershom know that he needs to stay away from her. It's kind of a big uh, 
kind of climactic thing with Gershon. So Callista ends up having a pretty decent conversation with Jolie, Amara, and a couple other women. Some of the women don't want to live on the planet forever. Some of them seem open to it. The humans are getting kind of settled in at the city, Leyden City. Yes. And they eventually, now that they're at the city, they have to leave again to go get this Epis. Um, of course, some of the humans don't listen to what everyone's telling them, and they do make now they do make enough noise that they get attacked by a Zelmja. Yeah, they're screaming in that cave. Yes. So some of the people are injured, but overall they're able to get the plant from the cave, bring it back to the city, and the people that want to eat it are able to. And at this point, they have they have announced about the addictive you're stuck here forever properties of the planet. Which I don't, why does it matter if they're stuck there forever? Because they were supposed to live their entire life and die on the spaceship. Right. Maybe because it's dirt and it's hot and it's gross. And hope springs eternal. And they think that maybe another ship will just happen to have heard their distress signal or that they're out there in the cosmos and they will come save them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So now at this point, now that some people have ha- have had the Epis, they're trying to work to restore some of the city and kind of make it more of a home. So Callista, Jolie, and Amara have to work towards restoring the power to the city. Somehow they're the most qualified of all the survivors yeah. to they do this. They don't have engineers on this ship. Uh, none that survived apparently or that crash landed on this planet they need biologists but okay whatever so they are moderately successful and they're able to get some power back to the city but then somewhere along the way Callista also finds what i think of as like a computer or a tablet Mm -hmm. but when she puts her palms on it she gets zapped (laughs) with all sorts of knowledge Mm -hmm. as soon as she's able to pry her palms off of this thing it starts smoking and it's on the fritz so of course now she's the only one with all this knowledge yeah i didn't understand the point of that either maybe it helps her understand more of the language or more of the history but she kind of got that with the holograph thing so yeah, and what this was more of the same yeah, i guess but why did it have to be yeah whatever okay so now Callista and Layden are finally talking about their feelings. They admit to each other that they love each other. They also solidify the mate bond. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how she can feel the mate bond once it's solidified, but maybe the Epis also has some sort of contribution to that. I'm not exactly sure, but she says once they both say that they love each other, that she can almost feel him somehow. Right. I don't understand it either, but I kind of figured it was the Epis. I don't know. So now they're having sex again. <laughs> this, can you explain what happens in no, this scene? Why I not? Why not? You okay. must. In this scene, this is the end of chapter 33. She's giving him a BJ, which like has never happened for him in his life because the other women of his species, they didn't do this to of each course. other. So that's pretty cool. But then he uses his tail to do all sorts of things to her. And at one point she thinks about how she's being spit roasted (laughs) by him. What? His tail's going in places where... Yes. (laughs) Yes, I know where his tail is. But I'm just like, okay, this is how we're ending the book. And isn't he also spanking her with it? Yes. (laughs) 
So he finally puts that thing to good use, <laughs> I guess. Remember when I told you I finished the book before you and I said, oh, there's plenty of other things he does with that tail. Oh, yes, I you remember. Now you know what it was. <laughs> yes, so this is what it was. Okay. So now that was the end of the book. Now the last chapter is the epilogue. Okay. So Callista was talking to Jolie. And of course, Jolie is lamenting that she wants a man of her own. Mm -hmm. And all I can think is careful what you wish for. And this was obviously set up for book number two. Callista has to end their conversation short, though, because she starts puking. She comes to the realization that she's pregnant and... It turns out they've been on the planet for about a month and a half or so, and that she hasn't had her period since she was on the ship. So she's obviously pregnant. She's excited, but kind of nervous. She tells Layden he's super excited, of Of course. course. After she has this conversation with Layden, she tries to go back to Jolie just to kind of talk to her and maybe finish what they had started. But Jolie is nowhere to be found. Uh So Callista is freaking out and she makes Layden swear that they will continue looking for her. And that's basically how the book ends. The end. The end. So book two has to be Jolie and whoever swept her away. So what do you rate this book? I had issues with this book, obviously. I only gave this book two dry panties, honestly. Okay, interesting. I, you know, I thought it was going to be good, but I didn't like the fact that they were fighting the monsters every time you turned around. I did like the two of them together, though. I thought they were cute. I liked their characters, but I hated her boss. I didn't even like Jolie. I don't know. What did you think? I had a really hard time finishing this Oh my God. And it couldn't really hold my attention. But then at the same time, it's not like I had a hard time reading this book and I was reading something else. I did actually stop reading this book to read a little bit of something different. But even that I couldn't really, I wasn't reading as much as I normally Mm -hmm. do. And I think it's just because everything is so hectic right now with my life. I can't focus. And when I do lay in bed at night, finally, I just pass (laughs) the fuck out (laughs) because I'm so tired. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is understandable. You are, I mean, just your grocery i did one thing today well two considering this too but i need a nap i'm going to take a nap Mm -hmm. so yeah you have an awful lot going on but i you know i will tell you i had a hard time with finding a book too it's like i think i told you i started one book and i couldn't get into it then i actually Mm -hmm. started the second book from this series and it is Jolie and another guy that's on the planet. But, at a, you know, after like 20 pages, I'm like, I can't read this book. I can't read it. I think I would probably rate this book two to two and a half oh, panties. Wow, that usually translates to a no panties in my thing. So this book actually had a lot of errors in oh, it. Oh, your favorite. There were... <laughs> Yeah, there were like missing spaces, chapter headings were happening twice. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of contradictory things in the book. Like at one point, Callista is told that there's no females on the planet anymore. But then later on, she questions him about there being females and he says he's not sure. Callista mentioning that Earth might send a rescue for them, even though they were supposedly the last of humanity. And then we didn't even discuss this, but it turns out that on the ship, the birth control is in their food. And in order to take, in order to get pregnant, the people had to take special medication 
to cancel out the effects of the birth control in Mm -hmm. the food. But then that completely goes against what happened at the very beginning of the book where they talk about the extra children that are being born and being punished. Oh, that's true. That's very true. So it's stuff like that that was like, okay, we really need to do a start to finish read of this book and go through all these inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. Way too much fighting of the creatures. Layden's always fighting something. Um, why did he have two penises if he never used them at the same time? That just seemed like a missed opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. That's a valid point. And I don't understand why the book is called Dragon's Baby when she's not pregnant until the epilogue. Oh my god, thank you. I thought the exact same thing. She doesn't even give birth to the baby. So he's constantly referring to her as his treasure. So I could see some sort of play on treasure. Dragon's prize. Dragon's treasure. Sky treasure. (laughs) Anything like that. But dragon's baby makes absolutely no sense for the title. Yeah. And what the hell was the deal with this woman general in charge thing that was always in white and never looked dirty or mussed up yeah that's weird they alluded to maybe she had some sort of magic that always made her seem like she was put together and clean and then they called her lady general what the fuck women they have to be called lady general you can't tell by looking at her she's a lady who cares i I don't i don't know it didn't make sense i mean i did like Layden. i thought their sex scenes were okay the setup for book number two was fine Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, maybe the first, I would say the first book was just a miss, but then at the same time, this was a newly expanded version of book one Mm -hmm. that just got released. So, did it get expanded and that's what caused all these errors and the inconsistencies? Or, I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. But then... I don't know I started. I told you I started reading the next book on our list and I could not... I could not. I thought, Rachel, there is no way in hell I'm going to be able to read this effing book. And that's when I texted you and said, can we can we skip this damn book? I'm 10 pages in and I feel like I'm going to die. So we did skip that book, which we I don't even need to name. But do you want to tell them what the next book is that we are settling on? Uh, Go ahead. The book we are doing next is The Madge's Match. It's book one in a series called The Mages, The Mages, Mm -hmm. excuse me, I think I'm saying it wrong, by Finley Fenn. Yes, and have you started this book yet? I have. Oh, okay, because I can't wait to talk to you about it. All right, but I, again, I'm reading two books at once. Okay. So when I was having this struggle of like, I need something to read, I'm dying, I had downloaded remember when we read her orc books and i told you i downloaded two of them and i didn't know you know which one we were supposed to do but we were doing the finley fens book so i started reading this other book orc book and it's called the orc wife uh monsterly yours romance and it's by sj sanders and i thought interesting never heard of them okay well i thought this book is not going to be any good and the and the book starts with sammy who is the woman character she's in alaska and she gets stranded and stood up by her two-timing boyfriend and she ends up falling in while well, she's trying to walk out of a, being snowed in which you know you never can do she ends up falling in a trap that was set by this orc that of course finds her and brings her back through a portal to his world And 
I'm like, when I first started reading it, that it was in Alaska and blah, blah, blah. I thought, oh, this book's going to be so stupid. It, but it is hilarious. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. It's always nice when you have no expectations and you think it's going to be just kind of blah. Yeah. But you give it a chance and it ends up being really good. I love that. Yeah. It's the conversation between them is I think is funny. She's super stubborn and her internal thoughts are pretty dang funny. I don't know. I'm like halfway through it. So I don't I don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the book. But so far, I got to say I'm really liking it. I am reading right now the Finley Fen mm-hmm. book. And then I need to finish book two in that uh, Lauren Asher series, the Dreamland Billionaires oh, right. ones that I mentioned in yeah. the last one. But I'm super excited because a book from a series that I really like, and I actually really like this author, you wouldn't be into it because it's not... Uh, fantasy like at okay. all it's the book is book number three in a series it's called sweet punk and it's by lila james that literally came out like yesterday and i'm dying to read it because i really like that series so i'm gonna try to get back into reading yeah <laughs> and actually and actually not lay in my bed and pass out immediately and try to read the books <laughs> yeah i haven't an, and make it happen. i have another book too that as soon as I'm done with the orc book I'm going to read this book and it's Ruby Dixon she dropped book 16 in her ice home series called Daisy's Decision and she's Mm -hmm. been counting down the days until this book dropped and I had pre-ordered it so I am maybe going to take a nap this afternoon but I don't know because I've been drinking I stopped at Starbucks and got a Frappuccino so I'm kind of caffeinated out so yeah I don't know what I'm going to do I got to tell you my dogs lost their shit when I came home smelling like a horse. Oh my god! I oh bet. my god! I literally took. I wanted to change because I was hot, so I literally stepped out of my pants and left them on the floor so that she could smell the horse and I could actually change into clothes I wanted. It was great. All right, babe. I love you. All right, All right love bye. you too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm-hmm.